Welcome to the Holistic Career Change Podcast, one-stop shop for everyone feeling stuck in their career and who are looking to identify, change, and succeed at their new fulfilling work. I'm your host, Vilma Seita. Let's go. Hi, beautiful people. Happy Monday. How have you been? I hope all is well. I hope you're living in inspiration. I hope you're inspired to act, you're inspired to rest, and you're inspired to create. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. First of all, because I choose to focus on the good. Of course, I always make space and acknowledge and try to integrate the bad. And second of all, I have recently fulfilled one of my oldest dreams. I have purchased a piece of land, not just a random piece of land, but a land with a small forest. (laughs) It's one of those old magical kind of forests, you know, the ones with massive trees, old boulders, lots of moss, and it's just perfect. Um, It's my own little definition of paradise. You know how some people think they love to live by a beach, they love the sea, they love the sun. I'm not one of those sunny types. (laughs) I really require and appreciate an old mysterious forest and fairies and all that jazz. Um, And you know, I'm not sharing it to show off. I'm sharing this because A, I think we should normalize talking about money and spending money. In other words, investing energy. And B, because I want to show that dreams do come true. If we're intentional and we dream big and then 10 exit and ask ourselves, am I I dreaming big enough? Sometimes I play this game and actually I'd like to invite you to play it as well. I like to tune in and ask myself what I'd like to create or receive in the coming week, month or year. And I usually get an answer, I get ideas, I jot them down and I don't just leave them there. I then review them and ask myself to increase the voltage (laughs) and ask myself what this dream and idea would look like if it was greater and it was bigger. And this is what I find. I'm a lazy dreamer sometimes. I often filter my dreams through that filter of what's available and reasonable So for me, taking that inventory and checking in whether I'm not normalizing my dreams is very important because increasing my dreams energizes me. So with this example, at first, I just wanted um, just a piece of land for the future house I dream of, you know, the self-sustaining house and all that jazz. And then when I checked in and asked myself, what this piece of land would look like if I dreamed bigger and if I was bolder in my dreaming, the answer was loud and clear. I need a forest. (laughs) I feel drawn and I'm connected to the trees and their medicine is so grounding and healing to me that I knew that I'm gonna take my time looking for that piece of land that feels good to me, that I resonate with. Um, Now, Was it easy to find it? Hell no. Don't get me wrong. We still need to show up for the work, but it became so much more fun to work for a dream that excited me. So that's my loving reminder to dream big and loud and like you couldn't feel. What would you dream of? 
if those dreams were completely uncensored. <laughs> so with this intro, I'd like to move into the topic for today's episode, which is also one of the reasons I have found that really prolongs the career change process, and that is shame. So this episode is not so much for your brain or me offering you a tool or a worksheet. This episode is for your heart and for your soul. And this is my way of validating you and reassuring you that it's very natural to be ridden with some sort of shape or form of shame and to remind you that you can feel it, but you don't have to carry it with you and you don't have to subscribe to it. Now, this is also a sneaky one. And to be honest, if I point it out to, you know, new career changers, it may take some uncovering and unwrapping for them to get to this root emotion. And it's usually hiding under other more accessible emotions such as fear or doubt. Here's the thing, though. Career changers can be very prone to see their lack of career clarity and their confusion regarding the next career step as embarrassing. And it's particularly true to those who have found themselves changing jobs frequently, who have tried a lot of things. And when I talk to people, I often hear them express that they feel slightly ashamed of the work background, which it breaks my heart. They're ashamed that they were exploring and they couldn't hold a job for more than, say, two years or even a year, and they're ashamed that they kept on, quote-unquote, quitting and moving on. They're also sometimes very worried that this may reflect on their capabilities, especially if they are thinking of changing careers again. You know, and while in this freelancer world, which is emerging now, um, and for those who live off of gigs... This doesn't seem crazy, it's the normalcy of life to be changing projects, but that is not the case in the old construct, and especially not the case when we start comparing ourselves, say, to our parent generation or even grandparent generation, who used to be those one-company kind of men and women, and loyalty was something that was really praised and valued. Um, and the people who struggle with shame, interestingly, actually are most often disciplined by adults who had taught that there's a direct link between doing bad and being bad. So they kind of merge the two. So for example, um, a child who takes a candy off the countertop is told that he's a bad boy, or he hears things like, I told you not to take it, are you deaf? And then it's going to be very hard for him to be able to differentiate between their negative action and themselves being bad. And this is hurtful enough when shame comes every now and when as a response to something you have done and, you know, make made you feel like a bad person. But eventually what happens is that shame may turn into this permanent state of being. If the truth of yourself as an individual violate certain social values you have adopted, like that in order to be successful, you need to choose and stick to one max two careers per lifetime, and you're not allowed to change your mind, then you will feel this permanent sense of shame because you have determined that if something about you conflicts with those social values, something is wrong with you. 
And in fact, it is you who is bad, you who are wrong, you who can never win. So if we find that something about us that is opposing the values of the social group, especially if we experience certain negative consequences or comments regarding those choices, we may make it mean that we don't, do not belong in this world. We then sentence ourselves to feel constantly, no matter what environment we find ourselves in, as inadequate, as inferior, as unworthy, as not good enough. So shame is the root of self-esteem, which in turn may really affect um, our chances to not only find, but also follow through with a career change. I then find people who are you know, riddled with questions like, who am I to find a career that provides me with meaning? I'm not worthy of a job I love. It doesn't even seem realistic. I should just stick to what is quote-unquote normal. Or they say, even if I switch, I will most likely not be able to be successful at this new career. So that sees a lot of doubt and inability for these people to even see the potential in them succeeding at a career that would light them up. And to be honest, I find it absolutely fantastical. Is that a word? I hope it is. Well, you know me. Just go with me. I find it fantastical that we're so so much more, I would say, open about engaging in racial dialogue and gender identity. We're more than ever, you know, accepting of diversity and sexuality. Yet when it comes to our career choices and career change, for some reason, the conversation there is still stale. We're still victims of the belief that career success is rather one-dimensional and usually it's to do with the financial rewarding or certain exposure that we get or someone validating our achievement. Uh, But these are not the only measurement of success. And looking good on paper doesn't always translate into real life. And the same goes with looking, say, disorganized all over the place, which is often a sign of people not settling and looking for something that matches their ever-evolving personality and provides them a container to grow into. So often when career changers express confusion regarding the career, they are in fact met with remarks such as, you're all over the place, you don't know what you want, you're being unreasonably picky, you're so hard to please, right? You're spoiled for choice. Um, or the infamous, which I used to hear all the time from my relatives and my, you know, immediate family was, well, back in my day, we used to be grateful we even had a job. That made me feel a lot of guilt and shame for even considering changing a career. So this whole process of change is such a loaded process and it touches, you know, not only our physical circumstances, but also our mental and emotional well-being. And it touches upon these really deep-rooted limiting beliefs and asks us essentially to review it all. It comes up for our review and selection and transformation and transmuting, including feeling shame for being perceived or misjudged as someone who lacks commitment and determination. And At the same time, I feel like we are held against that impossible standard because only around 5% of individuals, up to 10% in certain cultures, but I would still like to negate that (laughs) 
I wouldn't, I would like to negotiate that percentage. I don't think it's more than 5%. I found a different one, slight different changes in different sources, but it's around 5% of individuals are usually clear which career path they would like to pursue from the early days. So for example, Perhaps you've heard of Marie Curie, the famous scientist. Um, I think she was Polish. Um, She knew from around the age of 15 that she wanted to go into scientific research. And neither poverty nor many, many obstacles on her path could stray her determination, which eventually led not to one, but two Nobel Prizes. (laughs) One of them, I think, was for her uh, work on x-rays. But not all of us are this intentional. In fact, only a few people are. And the majority of us didn't grow up with that clarity. Yet, we're treated like we should have, uh, you know, and whenever we express our doubts, we're treated as if we were cursed or something went wrong or, you know, we should get treatment or exorcism or something. (laughs) Here she goes again. (laughs) So if there's one message I'd like to share with you today is that It's not embarrassing or shameful to be testing, trying, falling, failing, getting up again, and trying again. It's courageous. It's brave. Our nature is so incredibly complex. We contain so many parts within us that were born as a response to our familial homes and primary relationships with our caregivers and just generally the indoctrination process all of us went through growing up. We are often this elusive enigma to ourselves and our self-awareness is a lifelong journey. So to expect that we will be able to know exactly what we would what would be the best fit for us in our early 20s is unrealistic and not fair. Yet we put that pressure on ourselves. So let's drop out of that construct. And here's what I have to offer to you. If anything, it's a sign of maturity and responsibility to actually sit down and admit to yourself that you have been lost. That whatever you have tried out up until this point did not really work for you. And it's okay to admit that you have not found that right fit yet. You tell yourself, I accept myself as I am in this moment, doubts and all. I'm not failing, I'm unfolding. I'm becoming that which I was always destined to be. Don't be fooled by the seemingly glamorous and successful lives of your colleagues or ex-classmates or course mates. You never really know what's actually happening behind closed doors. Your sacred mission is this, mind your own business. That's all. This is your path, your story, and it it will unfold in the way that it serves you. And we got to find that belief and trust in this. And there's no shame in spending time figuring yourself out. Let's reframe it. Is it really shameful for you to be loyal to your commitment to find a career fulfillment? Is it really shameful to want to be productive and work at full capacity? Because if you're not in your career of purpose and fulfillment, you won't be able to do that in a job where you're misaligned. You won't be able to overperform. Is it really shameful to want to reimagine your life? If anything, I think it's an 
honorable pursuit to want to find yourself in a career path that feels like getting paid for being yourself. Full stop. Now that is success. Mm, I'm getting goosebumps even as I'm recording this. <laughs> I get that sometimes my clients laugh at me. I get like goosebumps all over my body when the energy is strong. So I'd like you to question this week what your definition of success is. Here's my definition of career success. Being able to show up at work with integrity. Being able to meet my core needs and express my gifts daily. Being of service. Having financial abundance without having to compromise my values. Having flexible schedule and flexible location. I decide what my days look like and where I work from. Being able to continuously learn and grow. There are no limits in my field as to how much I can develop. Literally no limits. Being able to be playful and invite fun into my work, with my clients, with my daily tasks, playfulness and variety brings me energy. And this is just to name a few. That is how I know that I'm successful because I'm meeting these criteria. Now, this is not a conventional definition of success, yet it's my definition and I own it and I feel so successful. What's yours? Sincerely. Has it changed now compared to what it was some years ago? Is it recognition? Is it a feature? Is it financial abundance? Whatever that may look to you in digits. Is it meaning? Is it both? Identify and don't settle. You are allowed to want to feel fulfilled and be paid handsomely for it. You're allowed to crave for it and you can absolutely create it. Whatever you can dream of, you can have it. And I hope my forest example will inspire you to do so. Who does it? Who buys a land with forest? I do. Because I've always dreamt of it and I made it happen. And that's the same with your career change process. You dream it and then... You believe in it so much, you speak it daily that it becomes your reality. It's a daily work, it requires daily recommitment to your new beliefs, daily reinforcement and daily inspired action, yet it absolutely is available for you. So what will it be? What does your success look like? Make sure that you spend some time with it this week and then you'll have a beautiful compass for you That will be reminding you what you're actually craving for and what you need to create to feel like you live in the magic land every single day. Have a good week. I'll speak to you next Monday. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you enjoy the content, don't forget to click subscribe and come find me on Instagram at Vilma.usaite. Can't wait to meet you.